<laughs> is it time for recess yet? I'm so glad you found time to join us here on the Child Care Director's Chair, where Erica Sacoccio shares her best practices that she's refined through her passion of directing child care centers over the last 23 years. From parenting interaction, systems to save you time, money, and stress, to profitability. She shares it all from the Child Care Director's Chair. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Child Care Director's Chair. I am so excited to have you here today. I'm going to have to say without a crystal ball that today's episode is probably going to be one of our most listened to episodes on our podcast. Today's conversation is one that is happening in every child care center across the country. And I think you probably can guess what the topic is. So today we're going to talk about six effective ways to address staff shortages in your child care center. And we're not any different. We've all had staffing challenges, uh, including myself, um, whether it's uh, people have moved because uh, that does happen a lot now. People are, are much more, um, you know, transient and they're moving around. Um, we've also had, I've been very fortunate to have staff that have worked with me for 10, 15, 20 years. Um, and a lot of those folks are retiring out of the field. So now I am replacing, unfortunately, very well-trained staff who um, have years and years of tenure with new folks who are just coming into the field. So that can be a challenge in itself. But running a child care center can be rewarding and it also can be challenging. And we all know that the biggest challenge that we're facing right now is this staff shortage. If you don't have enough staff members to meet the needs of the children, it can lead to a lot of stress and worry. However, there are several effective ways that we can address these staffing shortages in a positive way because you know that's how we do it here on the Child Care Director's Chair. We keep it positive. So we want to make sure that you can instill that smooth operation of your child care centers. So we're going to start with the very first obvious one that we've all been using for years, which is our substitute teachers. They are the unsung heroes of every child care center. Substitutes are a lifesaver when you're short staffed. So having a pool of reliable substitutes who can step in at a moment's notice can really help alleviate some of the stress that is caused by staff shortages. So make sure that you establish a good relationship with substitutes and keep them updated on any changes or needs in your child care center. Now, we're lucky enough to also have a standalone before and after school program and summer camp. And so during the school year, I have a pool of folks who work for me, who are trained and ready to go, who can help float and um, sub in my classrooms during the day while the older students are at school. So if you have an after school program, I'm going to guess that you also have used this uh, resource quite frequently, I would say, in the last couple years. So substitute teachers, number one. Number two is let's talk about floaters. So another flexible solution is consider hiring floaters who can move between different classrooms or age groups as needed. And floaters can really help fill the gaps when a staff member is absent or when the child to staff ratio is higher than usual. So having floaters on staff can really ensure that the children receive the attention and care that they need, even during staffing shortages. Another way to use floaters is to have them, even if all your staff are in, but to have them, you know, be able to go into a classroom for you know, two to three hours to give your teachers lesson planning time, preparation time, um, 
professional development time, uh, getting their room organized. I mean, there's so many opportunities to use floats even when all your teachers are in. And the nice thing about it is when you have your floaters going to classrooms while their uh, main teacher is in the room is a great way to help the floaters get adjusted to the room so that way they know where everything is and the children know them and there's that consistency and camaraderie no matter what room they move into. So we're going to say hooray for the floaters. The next thing that honestly I've had to do uh, recently is think about adjusting the age groups that I that I serve. So adjusting age groups and ratios. In times of staffing shortages, it might be necessary to temporarily adjust age groups and ratios. It might not be a deal it can help ensure that all children are supervised adequately. However, it is critical to maintain safe and appropriate environment for each age group, even when you're adjusting the ratios. So one of the things that we have done is we really um, have slowed down our uh, acceptance of infants and toddlers into our program because in our state, you know, you need one teacher for every four infants. And sometimes that's really just not feasible. So um, as our infants have aged into toddlers, we have not really replaced them with new infants. And we've continued just to have the toddlers um, stay in the classroom and uh, kind of age up as, as you will, uh, because you can have, you know, one to six in Rhode Island and every state is different, but it's uh, one teacher for every six children, as opposed to one for every four. So even just a small little adjustment like that makes a big difference when you are trying to make sure that you are adequately or more than adequately because adequately is not setting the bar um, to make sure that you are more than covered. The other thing that I have done is I have a very, um, maybe I, I don't know if heavy, but we, we have a, a considerable number of admins on our team. So we have a owner that's on site. We have a director who's on site. We have an assistant director or education coordinator who is on site. And then we sometimes have, depending on the location, even another person who is a considered a lead in charge, which could be um, at our school age program. We have like a, a parent liaison, if you will, who works the door and and kind of does any additional administrative tax, tasks, uh, answers the phones, things like that. Um, so sometimes that person, if they have to, hops into a group and then the owner will do the door and greeting the parents and answering the phone, etc. So not only have we padded up the staffing, but we've padded up the admin team. That way, if an admin has to hop in the room, we still got a few more um, on hand to manage the floor and make sure that we're still in compliance and all the things that are necessary. And I, I, I know that almost every episode we talk about, I don't, it's not planned that way, but it just is the way that it happens, is promoting professional development. By investing in professional development of your current staff members, it can really help you address staff shortages in the long run. By providing opportunities for training and growth, you can empower your staff to take on additional responsibilities and roles within the child care center. This not only helps fill staffing gaps, but it also helps boost staff morale and retention. And something that I think we talk about a lot, but I'm not sure everybody implements is establishing partnerships with local schools or training programs that offer early childhood education courses. 
This can create a pipeline of potential staff members who are passionate about working in childcare. By collaborating with these institutions, you can ensure a steady supply of qualified candidates to address any future staffing shortages. Another thing is take a look at the different workforce development programs. So maybe there are some folks out there who are not in the field of early childhood or youth, but are looking for a job and have lots of talents and skills that they could bring to your program. Maybe, you know, working with your department of unemployment in your state, workforce programs, um, any of those types of agencies that can also bring in some staffing to your program. And then it's so important, last but not least, definitely not least, prioritize your staff's well-being and retention. Creating a positive work environment and prioritizing staff well-being can really help reduce staff turnover and alleviate staffing shortages altogether. Offering competitive salaries, benefits, and opportunities for career growth. Regularly check in with your staff members to address any concerns or challenges they may be facing. By fostering a supportive and nurturing workplace, you can retain your valuable staff and minimize the impact of staffing shortages. Now, I know some of you are saying, I cannot afford another 10 cents. What are you talking about salaries and raises and benefits? Well, the good news is finally, both at the state and federal levels, they are starting to invest in early childhood education. There are many different grant programs out there right now, and I beg you to get online, check out what is available in your state. I know in Rhode Island, there is a new program coming out, although it is a pilot program, I'm not sure how long it will go on for, um, where they will pay if your teachers have children enrolled in your program, they will pay for that child to attend your program because typically the teacher pays half and then the center eats half um, and that's not really a win-win for the teacher or the program. So by having the pilot program pay the full tuition for that child, it alleviates that burden on the employee and the employer. Also, many states right now are offering retention, retention bonuses. So if your state has that, make sure you tap into that. I know uh, in our state, it's uh, every every three to four months, I think it's quarterly, um, the staff are getting a $750 bonus to stay on at the program that they're at. So that certainly is helpful. Um, and it helps, you know, when you're looking at the hourly wage, it does help boost that a little bit. There is also another program in our state uh, called uh, Step Up Wages um, that hasn't been implemented yet. Applications have gone out. Um, and teachers at different levels, it's a tiered reimbursement, are able to uh, receive additional funds into their um, payroll uh, to increase what they make hourly. And again, that's not coming from the child care center, but from funds that were given to the state. So look and see what you have available in your state. And then also outside of the early childhood uh, realm, you can also check with workforce development to see what programs they have to um, not only bring staffing to your program, but a lot of times they offer some initiatives where they pay the payroll while that person is training. So if you haven't looked into all of those opportunities to bring in some high quality staff to your program, you really should start with that like today. So instead of scrolling through your Facebook feed, 
go online and find out what's available in your state. So staffing shortages can be a major concern for child care center owners. However, implementing six strategies that we just talked about, utilizing your substitutes and floaters. If you have a school-age program, you know, collaborating with that team to see what they're able to cover during the day. Um, adjusting age groups and ratios if you need to do that temporarily, uh, promoting professional development, collaborating with local schools, and prioritizing your staff's well-being. You can address staff shortages and ensure the smooth operation of your child care center. Thank you for tuning in. We hope that you liked this episode. Please leave us a review. We'd love to know what you think. Talk to you tomorrow. Well, all the cute little kiddos have been picked up and it's time to go home. And that'll do it for another episode of the Child Care Director's Chair. Please leave a review so Erica knows the information is helping you to manage and improve your child care centers. Remember to subscribe to get the latest episode from Erica's Child Care Director's Chair. <laughs>